racking up strikeouts. He's got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's got down. That's strikeout number 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game is over. And we're the best goddamn football league in the country. We're the best football, the best football league in the goddamn country. Period. Cheers. Welcome back to the final episode of season one of the HRL Touch 'Em All podcast. I'm your host Dash. Sanchez is also joining me here, obviously. So, Sanchez, how's it going? I am doing well, Stash. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just glad it's the weekend. But uh Yeah, I I'll go. I'll second that. It's Friday. We don't normally record on a Friday, but uh This is true. Didn't have much going on tonight. Made some time for this. And it's good. So, yeah. I've just been then, waiting. Uh, anticipating well, you, you anticipating is the right word i heard you were at a uh, bad weather having yourself a nice drink uh yeah i got a message from the missus this afternoon that she was tired and it was a long week and so i said you know what why don't the kid and i meet you out for um a patio meal or drink something like that and uh i took a look to see who the food truck was so shout out to angry line cook food truck for a tasty burger tonight so we headed down to bad weather uh full disclosure we stopped at mcdonald's on the way for the kid so she got a happy meal uh so she ate her mcdonald's burger while we enjoyed some food truck burgers but uh yeah, I had a couple of tasty bad weather beers. I saw D down there. He does a Friday evening happy hour every week with a, a group of beer nerds with him and uh, gave him a little wave and talked to him for a bit. But yeah, had a couple of beers there and came home and here we are. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of bad weather. Uh, I know when I was living over towards the St. Paul area, it was definitely one of my go-to spots for breweries for sure. I haven't been there in a long time, honestly. I think the last time I was there was two marches ago, I would say. So it's been a while. Uh, it sounds like there's a decent, I don't know if decent, there's, there's a few HRLers that head down there. I was getting um, some text, text messages and photos from Franklin, who was apparently down there with Hoover every now and then. But uh, they saw D and he was kind of creeping, sending me photos. But, you know, Creeper's going to creep. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it sounds like uh, we might start having some more East Side HRL meetups meet there, at least St. Paul HRLers meeting up there. But uh, I like their beer a lot. Um, back in my days with Tin Whiskers doing events, I got to know the owners a little bit here and there. Seemed like pretty good dudes. The space is fantastic. If you've never been there, they've got a nice patio, garage doors, games, fire pits, food trucks all the time. And then once a year for their anniversary party, they block off all the parking lots and the patio and they put uh, tents up and video games for free. So like the entire place is just covered in pinball and air hockey and pool tables and all sorts of video games that you just pay like a $10 cover and you get a, you get a play all you want. So it's a pretty good time. And when is that? 
I don't remember the specific time of year, but it's their anniversary party and they've, they've done it for a while now and it's, it's quite the to do. So, I mean, just keep an eye out for it, but uh, they do it for an entire weekend, like Friday through Sunday. And I think Sunday or Saturday during the day are supposed to be like the family friendly times, but you know, you you do you, (laughs) but do you really want to be out there at 11 o'clock when they're closing with your, you know, your eight year old? I mean, some people may, but uh, not me. So But anyways, let's get back a little bit more towards wiffle ball. Um, sure. This was uh, meant to be the end of the year podcast, so we're just kind of wrapping things up. Uh, I know that we missed our semifinal matchup preview. Uh, we weren't able to get around to our final preview as well. So uh, basically what happened was the grasshoppers played the aces i think they lost three to one in a series of five and then the baby cakes beat the vibes in five games uh to come back and win i think the vibes were up two one and the baby cakes won two in a row is that correct um it could be it's been a while i forget okay i mean we can pull up the scores here but uh... I'll, i'll roll with that one and then uh the va- or then the baby cakes faced the aces in the world series and the aces took that one four games to one and i don't think there's any surprises there so congratulations to the aces on winning um the world series i think everybody kind of saw that happening um do you have any thoughts about what happened during the playoffs that we missed at all not really. I mean, there was the one podcast we recorded and we lost due to technical difficulties where we had made some bigger predictions. And I just want to let everyone know that Stash and I both got them exactly right every game, uh, scores <laughs> and overall totals too. Um, uh, no, there were no big surprises here for me. Um, I guess, you know, we the Vibes Baby Cake series seemed like a pretty much a kind of a 50-50 toss-up. Um, but we had said it before that this was a season for the aces that if they didn't win at all, it would be a shock and a disappointment. Like the way the aces season would end in bad fashion would be if they didn't win the cup and they did, they won it. So, uh, it's not a disappointment for them. Obviously they look very happy in their, in their pictures with the cup, (laughs) their bald pictures that they had. (laughs) I don't think I could do that. Nah, no, like there, there's no shot that I shave my head if I win the cup. <laughs> um, but let's move on now to the question of the week. Um, this is kind of an overall question. What was your highlight of the year? Oh, I've been, you know, it's kind of cliche, but the fact that I have played for 19 seasons in this league and I I still feel the drive and the ability to play. Um, I don't know if I'm going to call it at a high level, but at a decent level, you know, uh, Chops and I have these conversations a lot about like, how long do we want to keep playing? And it really feels like our skill level and talent will let us know when it's time to quit. And, you know, maybe it's probably like a, a sloping curve where your skill degrades, but your your mental capacity also degrades. So you, you think you're better than you are. So you can stay on a few more years longer. But uh, just the fact that like the league's been around this long, we're heading into season 20 next year is, is just a real highlight for me. Because when this started in 
2004, I never in my wildest dreams imagined that I would quit all my softball leagues and various other things that I had going on for extracurricular activities and just uh, give it all up to keep playing wiffle ball. So going off of that, you mentioned kind of where you wanted to end it. What about taking into the Kmart effect? Would that ever cross your mind as well? All right. So explain the Kmart effect. Embrace the suck. <laughs> you know, I feel like I spent a couple of years with that mentality that it was all right. Like, you know what? As long as you're with your buddies, it doesn't matter what your record is. Like, I'm not going to call it embracing your, the suck, even though, like, obviously the last year of the bees and the year of the whalers was not awesome for a record wise, but we still had a load of fun. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I could wrap my head around it eventually. Uh, but it'd have to be the right group of people that I'm playing with. I couldn't just, I don't think I could just be the type of guy to snag on with some random team just because they have an extra roster spot and they're willing to have a, an old has been on the team. Okay. Okay. I think it'd still have to be a team on my terms, you know, like right. not so much that I have to be a captain, but I still need to be like buddies with the group and, you know, at yeah. least, you know, two or three of them decently well, but I want to hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. For me. I, oh, yeah. I was gonna oh, I was going to say, um, I don't know if we want to save it for a bit, but um I just wanted to say congratulations to your rubber ducks for leading the league and reach on errors in the regular season. Thank I think you. that should be a highlight for you and uh, a highlight for the Braves. I discovered today while perusing, perusing the uh, league site here was that uh, the Braves apparently led the league in strikeout rate at 4.74. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, there's I will, that. <laughs> so I, I will say with my team, if I'm ever on the bench, I normally have the book. And I'm a yeah. tough book, and my team knows that. Um, so that's kind of how we do that. I, I know at the beginning of the year, there was a, definitely a lot more errors going down in the books because people were rusty. Nobody was ready to field or whatnot. So um, there's got to be a lot less grass over in Hopkins at the beginning of the oh season, God, too. It's yeah. just whatever weeds <laughs> whatever weeds and needles have sprouted that year. Right. I, I I also felt bad for Face because at the beginning of the year, I think he had like eight reach on airs in like three or four games. And I'm just like, as much as I hate to do that, I mean, I got to call those. Like, it, it wasn't just like, you know, maybe it was definitely for sure that they it was an error. So here's, here's the, the deep breakdown of run, uh, reach on errors that everyone's here for. Um, you guys had the fourth and fifth, fifth place reach on error participants this year in Paperboy and face with seven each. Number one, uh, was a three-way tie between Scrabble, Hondi and Mippy with nine. So, uh, the Braves were not kind to the rookie. I, I don't know if we were just trying to like, well, you had to bring make his, up for the fact average that down Shops and... already has his 100th <laughs> career, and he gets this golden ticket that he can't ever have reach on airs anymore. So you had to make yeah. up for it somewhere. Yeah, and I don't know if people think I'm joking about that, but we're not. Like, we've we've decided if you get 100, that's it. You don't need any more. And that's where I say 
I don't like that idea because you're you're now throwing the stats at that point. So I mean, well, we we could be all about the stats, which this is le- this league is kind of about, and then you're just gonna just give them hits. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, to be honest, he has 101, so we haven't really stuck with that plan very well. So yeah, maybe it's more fun to be as a joke than it is to be serious. Yeah, and I'm still sitting at 99. I was kept thinking that I could squeeze one out this year. Well, but, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be tough over an or over an Egan when the grass is long, so yeah. the ball just dies there for you. Apparently, I need to get it in real early in the season. I did get two this or year. No, three. I got three this year. Yeah. Um, I also had two sacrifices this year. That's nice. I feel like that's a pretty rare stat if you're counting it correctly. Chihuahuas <laughs> were looking at you. <laughs> Anyway, your highlight of the season. I didn't mean to interrupt you with the reach on your team. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I was going to say the podcast. Um, I know that, that because we are here, uh, I, I'm just going to say if it wasn't for this podcast, I don't think I would have gotten to know you as well. I don't think I would have gotten to know anybody else that we had as a guest as well either. So uh, just, the oh, fact, sure. just the fact that we had it getting to know other people within the league, their thoughts and everything. And then with our app after, how do I want to put it? After the podcast podcast, after oh. hours podcast, there we go. Um, <laughs> yes. The unrecorded those, portion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are some fun talks that we also had. So um, I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like wiffle ball as it is. Um, I think that we definitely did well with the live streams as well, but I, I I like doing the podcasts a lot more than I did everything else during the year. So, um, yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. That's that's a good one. Um, I many times at the fields at the rinks, I was approached by people who don't normally talk to me more than just giving me the the casual hello when you first get there they talk to me about the podcast and said how they enjoyed it or this or that about it and um luckily it was pretty few and far between people who told me that we suck but uh i don't actually think anyone did so that's that's a good good start for us um yeah i'll echo the statement that um it's been great to get to know you and everyone who's joined the podcast and that if you're listening to this and you ever want to be on the podcast, just reach out. We will have you on. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And honestly, we'll figure I, out something to talk. Right. I, I will say that there's been many people that have approached me. Uh, the only issue is that since we were bi-weekly, it was tough to get everybody in to talk about what they wanted to talk about. So um, we'll, we'll get into that a little later in the podcast. Cause I know that we, with the outline, we got something that we want to kind of spring on people Maybe they'd be more willing to do it, but um, I think I had eight or ten people that we weren't able to get on this year due to either time-wise or we couldn't fit them in or whatever. So um, I'd like to hear more voices, obviously, but if we're going to be bi-weekly, it's going to be really tough, especially with how the season rolls. Um, eventually, you were starting to talk about All-Star Weekend, Uh for or a month in and then we're starting to talk about Wifflepalooza and then playoffs and whatnot so yeah it's really tough uh finding a time unless somebody wants to step up and 
do it or we move to a weekly podcast, which I honestly don't think we need to do. I think we are perfectly fine with doing a bi-weekly. Uh, it works pretty well with my schedule to do bi-weekly because I know there's been certain nights where, uh, especially with the after pod hours right. that we talk, uh, I get off, I get off the phone off the pod and, uh, the wife is just like, where have you been for the last three hours? And I was like, I don't know, hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it gives us more of that flexibility too. So maybe we can do it weekly. Like we can go back to back weeks and then take a week off and, works that way or we can take two weeks off and then come right back into it so or uh, if anyone wants to start a rival podcast that is in the opposite weeks of us you know feel free yeah yeah all right so i know that last time when we were in the initials game we talked about the end of the year banquet and it sounds like it's gonna be a thing uh do we have any more information on it at all um, we're moving forward with the, the idea of it. Um, right now, we don't have a solidified date because we're in the, the places that we're in talks with hosting it. Uh, we haven't gotten final confirmation yet. So um, just a little more information about it. We want to do an end of season banquet where it will base. I don't remember how much we talked about it before, how many details I gave. But the idea is it's it's buy a ticket up front and the ticket will get you entrance to the banquet um we will have food there and we'll have presentations to announce the all the award winners um we'll probably do something for the champions the aces have them acknowledged a little bit for their achievement this year um and then you know maybe a few other things if we come up with it but um really then just some more social time and the idea would be that it would be open up to all the teams everyone in the league um, if you wanted to bring any of your quote unquote groupies or fans or whoever shows up and watches your games with you, thinking about the Yankees in that respect, that that's, as, that's open as well. Uh, you just got to buy a ticket to it. Now we don't know what the ticket price is going to be because I don't know how much the venue is going to cost yet or what, uh, the food will cost yet either, but trying to keep the price, um, not exorbitant in any means, so like under $30, but right. uh, a couple of the finalist places that we've been looking at, and I've been working on this with Eddie Bauer in, in conjunction with Huck and uh, Groundskeeper Willie as well, that we're talking with Ballman Brewing, obviously, because we already have a, a pretty good relationship started with them. And it sounds like we could either get a reduced rate or um, maybe even their uh, their private room for free, something like that. So that would really bring the cost down. And then um, obviously doing it at a place like that, we could bring in our own food, whether that be catering or another idea that uh, Eddie Bauer and I have floated around is we have several um, HRLers that are smokers. And by that, I mean barbecue people. So we were thinking about uh, setting a menu and then buying like this meat to smoke and then having like five to six HRLers smoke this meat and then bring it in and then uh, buying like side dishes and all this from some local establishment and bringing it in that way. So that would be your catered meal. Yeah, so I, I, I really like that idea. Yeah. Versus we, we talked about trying to hire like a, some, an extra food truck or I know some food trucks will do catering and I know there's ZZQ barbecue down in Egan that does catering and even Hy-Vee does catering, but some of that 
gets pretty expensive depending on how many people you have. And I don't know, it just, it seemed like this could also be a way to tie in more of the, the league and showcase some of our outside talents, because this is something we've talked about before is having like the barbecue off. And uh, we've talked about doing like brewery competitions before, because back in the day, I don't know how many are active now, but there used to be quite a few home brewers in the league too. Uh, but that's, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of fallen by the wayside. I haven't brewed any beer in probably a couple of years for sure, but uh, I still smoke meat. So I'm going to smoke some ribs and sausages tomorrow. Nice. Yep. yep. So that's kind of what I've got going on right now. Um, yeah, there's another, we've got a kind of a backup location in Northeast Minneapolis, which uh, will be more expensive, but it is a more centralized location. So it's just kind of what we want to pay and what's in the budget versus, you know, also building this bigger relationship with bald man. Right. Right. And so make sure that you're watching out for your emails, uh, Twitter, discord, whatever it is uh, to keep updated with what's going on for the end of the year banquet. I know a lot of people are excited to know what happened with the voting. Uh, obviously yep. we can't say anything yet because that's what we want to be doing there. So, um, Oh, and one last thing on it, the timing, yep. we're looking at um, one of the first three weeks in, weekends in November. So uh, not thanks, not the weekend after Thanksgiving, but um, one of those first three weekends. If it's in the place in Northeast, it would be the third weekend, which I think is like the 19th. But uh, we were trying to get the 12th. November 12th was our first date we asked for with Bald Band, but... Uh, we have not heard back from them yet. So we're just waiting for that. Okay. Awesome. So definitely another month. I think that kind of gets the whiffle season still kind of like in there. It's something during the off season that we can all come together a little bit. I might be a little too close to winter meeting, but I think it definitely helps keep that whiffle juice going. Maybe next year we can try to get, uh, something a little closer to the end of the season so that we don't have to wait or have this anticipation of what's going on with the voting or whatnot. So, yeah, um, I, I think that would be a good idea because this is, I you know I'll apologize for it. We've, we've talked about it for years about trying to do this, but this was kind of put together last minute trying to, right. trying to actually execute it. So um, places with the rentals, is just, it's, it's not a, quite as feasible to, to get an October right. date right uh, now. Right. And I don't think anybody's blaming you because I think it was more of a idea that sparked through the podcast. And so it was always this talk. And then all of a sudden it might've been more of maybe we should do this. And so yeah. then that's when we started actually doing it. So um, props to you well, and Eddie Bauer for actually finding places for us to potentially use. Yeah. And, and maybe the idea would be next year, do it between the end of the season and with Toberfest too, so that we can kind of pump up with Toberfest and good call. You know, talk about it coming up yeah. there. Um, although it, I don't know who plans that, but it did fall on MEA weekend this year. I don't know if that's going to affect anyone other than dads like myself. But uh, <laughs> I do know quite a few Minnesotans travel during MEA weekend. We're actually going up to Colorado ourselves, so I won't be around for Toberfest to do any scouting. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there for you so I can get you the next uh, new Rookie of the Year for you. Well, it seemed to work out this year. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. That. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But uh, yeah, so that that's the end of the year banquet. Like I said, make sure you're keeping up with your emails, uh, Discord, Twitter, whatever it is, so that you can know what's going on. But uh, looks like we have some people in here that want to ask some questions, so let's open the floor to them. Um, how about we start with Too Bad? You could do Peanut. He was he was in here before me. Peanut. We already know. Couple of them, so if you peanut didn't hit a home run, so we know he's not. (laughs) So my question is, if he could change two things, or uh, uh, let me back up, if you have an opinion on it, and you wanted to change two things about how the Hall of Fame voting worked, what would those two things be, or not be, if you don't think you would change anything up? I'm gonna. Leave this one to Sanchez first. All right. All right. So the two things I would change my opinions on this is that um, you shouldn't have to be retired to get to the Hall of Fame at this point um, with 19 seasons in and the fact that we have guys playing into their 70s, 60s and 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, I think at some point you're just a Hall of Famer of the league, um, especially since I think trucks in our hall of fame and he still plays but that's that's another point i mean he created the league so that could probably be a caveat there the other thing i might change um that's the main one but i think instead of just having such a wide array of people to vote on each year i wouldn't mind if if the league had some sort of you know, meeting of the captains or designated player from each team to, you know, put together a list of maybe 10, 10 people they think that should be nominated that year versus, you know, it being a number of years played or how long you've been retired. So that Here I maybe, say a committee. They, I was staying away from the word committee because we've tossed the word committee around so much in the message board. Well, hang in on. The past. What about a subcommittee? <laughs> As long as there's a subcommittee of the subcommittee before we get to the committee. Um, so, But you know what I mean. Like, uh, I, I also feel like for end-of-season awards, there, there should be a list of players to vote on versus just a wide-open spread. Like, it, it should... Because the end-of-the-season thing is... That's another question altogether. It's just, like, it can be skewed so much by how big your roster is and how active your voters are. But the Hall of Fame, I don't know. I think pretty much everyone should be allowed to vote. I don't think there should be restrictions on who gets to vote. And I think that uh, there should be like 10 guys to vote, for, again, 10 people to vote for per year. That's what I would change. Stash, you got any thoughts on that? So this is going to be my first off season where I can actually vote for the Hall of Fame. I think based on what I know is that you need a certain amount of years to be eligible for the Hall of Fame. I don't know how it all works. I know that we've talked about it before. I don't know if I've retained any of that information just because I haven't actually been there or whatnot. So I think what we need to establish is, especially with a league like this, do we want to have just stats-driven people that are in the in the Hall of Fame, or do we want to also include people who have contributed that didn't have those stats as well? So, like, are we going to contribute the people that had the teams that had people come into the league that created all this hype, 
who helped out with video, who helped out with uh, extracurriculars or whatnot. So I think we might have to try to figure out a base on how we want to vote. Yeah, and I don't think the answer is two Hall of Fames. Like a uh, player, you, you got stats Hall of Fames and uh, supporting cast Hall of Fame either. I think it's just it's the HR Hall of Fame and you get in because you were known as the HRL at one point and you know, some of the guys that helped create the league and for the first 10 years really had a stamp of the league are probably have missed out because we're nine years past that year met Mark and um, people don't remember them. Like I, there's only, I think only like eight of us that still played in 2004 and just there's not a lot of people who remember the contributions of some of those guys in the early so days. There's a lot so, of guys so, that have built the culture from from a culture standpoint, from a stat standpoint, uh, like Casey was saying, from a, a video standpoint. Uh, obviously, Truck was heavily involved with that on the front end. But there's a lot of different criteria that you could you could throw guys in. Uh, to the Hall of Fame, so I totally agree with you there, Nick. So, so, so one thing that I do want to mention is say like Westy, right? Yeah, Westy yeah, was, for sure. Westy was the guy that was that had the idea to play in rings, correct? Yep. His stats aren't there with other people's. Are we going to consider him for the Hall of Fame because he had this great idea to play in these rings that nobody else had? He also, you know, it. You, I don't think we can play it off as just one idea because he also was part of the supporting cast that would show up early instead of fields and take care of the fields. And I can remember riding around in the car with him before games on game day, like looking for other ranks to play at in Hopkins just to like expand our abilities or expand the, the number of ranks we had. And he was all in. I mean, he, he, I don't know that the league takes off and, you know, was, so, would be successful without him. So that, that, that brings up my so second. How do you quantify it? Right. That, that, that brings up my second thought is that me, who joined in 2018, I don't know this stuff. How am yeah, I yeah. supposed to know this and vote on this type of stuff? Um, I don't know if there needs to be like a spreadsheet on what people think that they've done or maybe if say a retired player was there they can put like basically a resume of what they've done for the league what they've done as stats or whatnot to maybe try to like increase their value maybe i don't know it it's a it's always going to be a hard conversation because you know okay so if we just had like 10 people up there, we could maybe write recaps of their contributions to the league. But like, who's going to do it? Who's going to put the time in for that? But at the same time, you know, I get the argument back at me. Like, is it the Hall of Good? Is it the Hall of Pretty Good? Or is it the Hall of Fame? And, you know, that's definitely from the stat-centric people. But, um, you know, I waffle back and forth because especially in the early years, I feel like there's a lot of guys that you could tell a story about that would feel Hall of Fame worthy, um, even though their stats don't rank up for it. Like, uh, Cheesy. Cheesy was the original Sticky Paw. Like, I think he made every out in a game one time. Or at least he came, like, one out from it. Um, 
and that just that stuff doesn't happen and you know maybe it's just legend now it might not even happen if we talk to larry about it but uh i don't know maybe maybe we've lost it in the moment we just can't go back right and then i guess the other question that i have is how long does somebody stay on the ballot before they can be off because i think from what i know everybody stays on the ballot no matter what um should there be a certain time when because from what i've heard is that the ballot is just so long how are you supposed to know who to vote for I, that's um, why I go back to my point about like hack it down to like 10 people a year. And once a couple get voted in, then you can bring in a few more people and maybe you just leave them on there for three, four years. And it is what it is. Or if they don't get enough votes, they so drop I'll, off. But I'll, I'll throw my opinion on this. And there's a reason I asked this question that'll come out soon. Um, but if you look at the uh, MLB Hall of Fame, and I might be fudging these numbers a little bit. Um, but there's been 268 players out of the 22,000 that have played in the MLB. Okay. That's about 1.2% of players make the Hall of Fame in the MLB. And a lot of our rules are are uh, kind of uh, mirrored after the MLB. Mm-hmm. If you remove Truck and Joe from our Hall of Fame, we've had 564 players. Jayski and Tugboat are the only two Hall of Fame players that we've gotten voted in so far. So if you're looking at it from a strictly player standpoint, we're at 0.3%. And what I'm saying, if you if you do the math, we should have somewhere between six to seven people, players, <clears throat> whether or not it's from a culture or a stat or a building the league standpoint, however you yeah. want to put it, we should have sit, uh, between six and seven players in there. We've only got two. So that's why I asked the question. Um and um yeah a lot, a lot of good ideas thrown out there so appreciate okay. you uh so so another question that i have for the hall of fame is it based on percentage votes that they get in and then how many votes does each person get hang on let me open up my sheet of paper here real quick i will tell you by the way you have to have played in the league for a minimum as you can hear the piece of paper being unrolled <laughs> You have to have played in the league for a minimum of five years, correct? And to vote, you have to have been uh, in the league for a minimum of six years. Uh, So each year, a predetermined list of eligible inductees will be included on the ballot to be distributed for voting. Um, And it will be generated by the league brass uh, after the conclusion of the uh, season. Um, Currently, you have to vote for a minimum... uh, What was... I believe it's a minimum of two and you can select up to seven people. Yeah. And then in in an order to be elected, you have to have at least 75% of the votes. Okay. Um, There's some other things in there about how you get removed from the the ballot and whatnot. Um, The rules can change year to year and whatnot, but that's how it is currently. And it's 75% of the votes, not 75% of the people that are eligible to vote. Correct. Correct. The voters' ballots. Okay. So if uh, the I I think something like um eighty percent of the people who can vote do vote. Um, and I I don't know if it's still in there. I'm I'm I closed up the sheet, so I don't really fucking care anymore. But uh, if you don't vote, then you're taken off the ability to vote the following year. But Okay. Yeah, I what I found what I found really really interesting when I was going through this um, 
was the fact that I would have thought that we would have been relatively close to where the MLB is in, in terms of, um, I, I can't remember which one of you guys said it, but is it the Hall of Very Good or is it the Hall of Fame? Well, right now it's the Hall of the pinnacle of the HRL, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's two people who yeah. weren't given an automatic vote. And the two people who have been given automatic votes, by the way, absolutely deserve it, Truck and Joe. Yep. But we've got two guys, and we're at point three percent the mlb give, is sorry go ahead I, no i just want to i want to give a retort to that mm-hmm. some of that is because guys don't retire accurate no i totally agree with that i, I totally I, agree I was, with that i was gonna but, say because but, if you have a league this that that's 20 years old yes that that's long and whiffable years i i think you should open it up to current players but say we're on year 50 maybe then that's when we start to consider you have to be retired before you consider the hall of fame you're 50 i'm just throwing a number out there i'm just throwing a number have you seen palpatine (laughs) (laughs) so so i do have a retort to that comment though so like we don't retire but at the same time when do guys do retire there is this there is this double standard because I'll use DJ as an example. He retired. He was on the ballot. The guy hit, he's 15th all time on the home run list. He was a very good, if not great pitcher for years, underrated. He's, he's up there on all these career boards. Um, but he didn't get in the hall of fame. Now, is it because we're comparing his stats, his overall stats for, however many seasons, well, 455 games. Are we comparing it to the top 10 people on the stat list who have anywhere between 300 to 600 games? Um, Why aren't we getting certain guys in? Like, say, Box. Box retired. When he's on the ballot, will he get into the Hall of Fame or not? Like, That's that's the double-edged sword of this thing is that we have guys with these huge career numbers that don't retire because they just keep playing. And then we also have guys who that have good numbers or great numbers, but they retire and we don't vote them in. And I'm not quite sure why. Like so, it was a so battle. I, I, vote I, I guess again, that kind of brings but, up the other question is yeah. that because these guys are in the league for so long, once they finally do retire, it's on, it's basically a shoe in correct. So I would say there's a certain number of guys that, yeah, I I think there's like at least nine to 10 guys that once they retire, they for sure will go and they should go into the Hall of Fame. Right. And and so, again, I'm throwing a number out year 50. I think we will see that number increase. But because of how long that the league has lasted and how many people have been there since year one through five. I think once that actually starts really happening, I think we'll see that percentage of people in the Hall of Fame compared to playing increase. Now, I think how we need to vote is based off of who laid the groundwork for the HRL. And then from there, once people start retiring, maybe we can start to consider stats-wise compared to what they contributed but i mean you can also weigh the pros and cons of both of those so well and on top of that who carried the torch right 
who carried what torch? Well, guys like Truck and and Joe, ah, okay. Kmart, D, they they laid the groundwork for the first, you know, 10, 15 years of the league, and and Stash is extrapolating out to year fifty. Well, let's say, let's say Huck keeps on crushing out of the park like he's been doing for the past couple of years for the next fifteen years. Regardless for sure. of for regardless of how many cups he wins or what his stats are, guys like Huck or oh, yeah. you know uh, uh, the the city guys like Seuss or K Martin and and things like that, guys who have who who will are currently and in the future are carrying the torch of the league. Yeah, I'm gonna when K Mart gets up for ballot to vote, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I live long enough to to vote and comment on that one and. I'm gonna call it the biggest Burt Blylevin that I've ever seen. A guy just that refuses to stop, Jim and Cat. just, just accumulates. Yes, just accumulates all the stats uh, because of longevity. Oh, I'm, dude. I'm. <laughs> trust me. I'm. I'm. I'm hitching my wagon to that thing as well as far as oh, Hall of Fame vote. You, you, sir, also have a couple cups and uh, some other accolades behind your name there, but hashtag coattails. All right. I think that's a lot of Hall of Fame talk. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I where I would me. never talk this much about the Hall of Fame again. <laughs> I'm shutting up. Hey, <laughs> third time listener, third time caller. I'm out. Enjoy the night, fellas. I'll keep listening. Right. Have See some more later, questions. Don't be shy. No, I, I have more questions. Peanut. I don't want to dominate it. No, let's get Peanut in here. All right. Let's see here. All right, Peanut, you are good to go. Let's have Peanut give a in-depth detailed description of when Scrabble threw a pitch about 12 feet above his head and it snapped down and hit at his waist on the strike zone. Uh, that did happen. But uh, no, thanks for having me. Long time listener, first time caller. Right, um, uh, what's your height, height? What's your weight? <laughs> oh, do uh, any of the ding sound? Ding, wait, bop, wait, 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 wait. Well, what we should do is ask them what was their favorite memory of the year. I think that should be the thing. Oh, Oh, for sure. Is that to me? Yeah, yeah. That's to you. Oh, geez. Favorite memory of the year. Um, yeah, you put me on the spot. I thought I was asking the question. Now you asked me a question, so I'm really throwing off here. Um, don't, don't have to lie. You can say it's when you shared the field with the Braves. It's fine. I did hit a homer that game, which was uh, that's you know that's always a special moment in my heart. And then you got but, to play the lug nuts. I mean. Favorite moment of the year? I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't with Palooza. I mean, of course I had fun with it last year, my first year in the league, but this year actually being able to kind of go deeper in it and win it, that was cool. Um, so, so selfishly, I would say that's probably the favorite, favorite moment for me. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone can fault you for that one. Getting through Wifflepalooza, that, that's, a, that's, a, yeah, that's a crowning achievement in the HRL right there. I think Mippy joined. He can tell us about his Wifflepalooza experience as well later. <laughs> yeah, later. But uh, no, 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 Peanut, ask your question. Um. Okay, so I got a pick. I got a few, just in case I didn't know who all was going to be joining. Um, so since Too Bad went older kind of question with the, with the Hall of Fame, I'll go a little more kind of current. Um, one question, you guys touched on it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but what is your single most – or favorite in-game moment, either funniest or best, but not like as a whole. I know Sanchez, you're talking about like you know just the season as a whole, and I think um, Stash, you said something similar. But 
in game like dirt between innings type or like from first inning to last inning type type moment like from this year or forever yeah from the, oh from this year this year cool. i i have one that stands out right away unless you got one stash i mean i got mine too so go no go, go for, for it. it go for it no i went yeah. first last time well um i don't think it's any secret to anybody it was me pitching against the aces and getting the dub um i don't know if they were quite ready for it i know they were pretty relaxed when we got to the ballpark um game one didn't go our way i think it was like a seven to one victory in the aces favor so maybe they relaxed a little bit but um getting that win giving them the second loss definitely was one of my favorite memories or moments in game um during the season because afterwards i i was on cloud nine me and the ducks we we sat around i think for like an hour just talking and it, it it was fun. Um, mine was from uh, the playoffs where we actually lost the vibes, but it was during game one when the vibes had gotten out to a pretty big lead. And in retrospect, we probably should have actually had like an in-game manager, which is something the Braves don't really do, uh, to pull Scrabble when he's giving some walks away. But um, Scrabble eventually pulled himself after giving up the 10th run. And um, for whatever reason, I mean, Shandy was there. Handy Matt was in line to pitch game two. And he was also out in left field at the time. But Shandy did not want to go out. I don't know if he thought the game was over. We weren't going to be able to make a comeback, whatever. So he was refusing to pitch at that moment. So Dobbs and I were discussing which one of us should go out there and take it. And I was just like, I'll just assume it would be me. But Dobbs said like, no, no, I got this. And he walks out there. Well, Handy Matt sees this, walks straight up to him and says, no offense, but you're not pitching this game. We're not out of it yet. And he forces Shandy to pitch. So then Dobbs comes back to the bench with me. And uh, we then play a game of no offense. Like, then you can say whatever you want. <laughs> so it was just ragging on each other for the rest of the game of no offense, but you suck balls and there's no way you should ever pitch. Oh, none taken. You said no offense. And... <laughs> That actually was a pretty good um, you know, stress breaker for the moment for the Braves because, you know, it, he, that's obviously not how Matt meant it, but uh, it broke the tension there and we all kind of relaxed. And that's when we put together the, the rally in the bottom of the six and almost came back. But uh, yeah, that was probably a favorite moment or one of the highlights of just was, like the off the field shenanigans. Was that because of that, or do you think it was because of the song that you always play in the bottom of the sixth? Uh, well, you know, the song definitely has some power. It it for sure does. And if, if Scrabble had been around for another year to hear it and really get into his bones, he probably would have hit like a walk-off grand slam there in the bottom I, of the sixth. I, but... I will say, I remember <laughs> two seasons ago, you guys played that, and it definitely worked for you guys <laughs> against us. So it definitely has some power against the other teams when they hear it. I, um, I don't know if any other team notices it, but oh I, no, honestly, oh, no, 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 no. when I first heard, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what are uh, we doing here? And then so for, you, you played every single sixth inning. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> this, this is actually kind of awesome. We, we play it in the bottom of the six. So like when we need it, because if we, if we don't play in the bottom of the six, we've obviously won already. Um, but it's the song promontory from the last of the Mohican soundtrack. And, uh, it's just it's it's our song and you're not the only team that's felt the effects of it a couple of years ago grizz was pitching and we we were 
putting a comeback against him. And he even mentioned, he was just like, I felt like I was in a movie where I was the villain at one point. We, we came back, I think the first time, first or second time we ever used it, we actually came back from like a six run deficit against the hops. And afterwards, a couple of the hops came up to us and we're just like, what the fuck was that? What, what, what was going on with like the movie soundtrack thing? And ever since then, we knew we were onto something. So that's kind of our shtick. Yeah. All right, we got a couple other people in here, so we're going to move on. I think Scrabble was next, so Scrabble, go ahead. You are uh, able to ask your question. Um, hey, guys. Uh, good to hear from you. Um, the one Please question... don't tell me this is where you're leaving the Braves. You know that's um, my biggest fear. Imagine Sanchez, the... <laughs> I, I, have, I have told you since day one that I am a Brave for Braves life. For life. And oh. I wow. will is that say true to those. I will say <laughs> we got true to those words until you retire. So, sorry, I just had to throw that in there because it's a nice <laughs> running gag. Plus, um, it makes me feel a little better to know to hear you say that that you finally got a youngin <laughs> to stick with you, so you, uh, you guys can stay a team forever. As long as he has more friends for when the old guys <laughs> drop off, we're good. Yeah, we we should be good for a while. Um, <laughs> Right. But my my question is, uh, and I don't know if you guys have hit on this um, in previous episodes. I don't think you have, but is there one or maybe even two specific players that you've never been able um, to team up with that have always been maybe a dream teammate or a teammate where you think um, you would have um, a lot of fun with or or anything like that? And that's that's my question for you. Oh God, he's limited us to two. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. we had we had the, the question a while back about like what's who's one guy that you want to play with someday down the line, and yeah. I think we answered that. I think I answered like Seuss at one point. Um, all time though, like um, it's I actually for about seven eight years straight um, would text and email the bulk of the expos asking them to rejoin the league and uh, like come back as the Expos, and I would leave to start the team with them. And, uh, I mean, that offer still stands. None of them are listening. But um, someday I'm going to get J-Ski and M-Ski and Christian and Monsoon and all those guys back. And it's it's going to be glorious how uh, how not impressive they will be because the skills have waned over this 10 year decline, but uh, it'll still be great because you know, they're, they're great guys. So I guess that'll be my answer is the expos and Dr. Seuss, but I, I don't know. Stash, do you, can you limit it to two? I don't think I can honestly uh, ever since probably year two, I've made it to make sure that I talk with everybody in the league, whether what team you're on or whatnot, get to know them a little bit. And what I've learned is that there's a lot of people that I would love to go play with, whether or not that's a year or two years or for more, whatever it is. But I don't know if I could ever say just two people. Obviously, I've been playing with a lot of the Fruity Factor guys. I, yeah. I grew up with them. Um, it would be fun to form a team of Fridley Factors. That would be so many people on one team, but... Um, 
I don't know if I would want to play with them before I would play with somebody else just because I've played with them growing up my entire life. So it, it it's tough for me to choose whether or not I want to go back to my roots of wiffle ball with the for the factors or whether or not I want to go and join people who I never would like maybe say like Seuss who I idolized in uh Wifflin' for wishes and who made me develop my riser who I was um or well, now, I think or oh, well, or now yeah, right. with the podcast going and joining up with you Dobbs Chops um it it's really tough to say just because I've gotten to know the league really well. I was just going to add that that's a, that's a great sign of the league stability is that there's a ton of people out there that you want to play with, that you get to know throughout the seasons and you end up liking enough that you would want to spend an 18 week or whatever it is season on the same team every week with them. Right. Um, I, through my, just <laughs> through how the Braves worked for so many years before Dobbs and DJ came on board, we were the revolving door. And then with the bees and whalers and even my time, my one year with the pilots that people forget about, uh, I have played with, 30 35 almost 40 people over my my career here some of them are retired many of them are uh some of them still in the league but um it's it's been great that i've actually got to play with people uh across the board so yeah i mean there's plenty of other people i'd like to play with um you really don't know how you'll react with some of them though on a weekly basis unless you're sitting next to them but for the most part as long as it's you know at the worst point, you just got wiffle ball, so it's uh, it's good. But like, I you know, did I ever think I'd get to play with Charles? No, but um, I always wanted to. And then in the the COVID shortened season, twenty twenty, he came and played with the Braves, and that was awesome. So now that just makes me want to play with a few more of the guys that I haven't had a shot with yet. So right, and that that's that's the other thing with me being a manager. Um, I'm all about the rubber ducks. Um, like I said, I will continue the name until nobody wants to play for me. And so it's whether or not I need to attract players to come play for me or how I need to convince people to come play for me. Uh, it, it, it's tough because then if I wasn't a manager, I would probably be, be bouncing from team to team to make sure that I can go play with as many people as I can. Sure. But being the manager I am, I want to keep my name more than playing with other people, honestly. I'll be interested, and this is no judgment at all, because that is very honorable in that respect. But I'll be interested to see if that continues for you, because I was pretty much the Braves manager forever um, until one year where I finally just got tired of it. And it was no fault of my teammates by any means. Um, but there was a point like, I don't know, year eight, nine or 10, where I was kind of done with wiffle ball and I was considering retiring and I, we had DJ take over as captain of the team, manager of the team, just because I thought maybe just being able to show up and play and not having to do the planning part of it or think about it too much would revive me. And, um, 
it did help. And obviously I'm, I'm back to being captain, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see if, if you're able to hold that passion for it, or if there is a waning point where you're just kind of like, Oh yeah, maybe I do want to see what's going on. What else is going on there? Or maybe I want to let face take it for a year or something like that. Right. Exactly. And that, that, that's the other thing is like right now, managing my team is very easy. Um, I, I don't have to worry about anybody. Usually when I do bring somebody on, it's basically like, Hey, are you going to be a full-time player? Because if you're going to be a full-time player, I expect you there day in and day out. So knowing that it's a lot easier to say like, yep, these are my five main guys. I know they're going to be there. Um, if I have somebody that's not going to be there, I'm going to have a backup plan. Otherwise we're going to be playing with four players. So, um, it, it, as of right as of right now it's very easy for me as a manager that might change a little more as we get older um because i'm pretty sure that's kind of how you were oh for sure for sure i used to want to be on a four-man team anything more than four was just taking away my at-bats it's it's what it was and yeah keep making us rusty but uh now i'm 41 and i'm trying to figure out how to manage a seven man row a seven man uh roster um, right which of, of older men and it's not so much the age but it's the 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 family commitments that, that that's um, what i was getting oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and so like people at the rink will ask me like where's the man where's ryan why doesn't he show up anymore I'm well, his, his kid has lacrosse on Thursday, so that's how it worked out this year. So he showed up once. Okay, where's where Shandy during the regular during the early part of the season? Well, his his kid has T-ball, and then his, his daughter has something else. And so he shows up when he can. And then Dobbs has two kids who are both in sports, and Chops has two kids who are starting sports or in sports. And Handy Matt has, like, a 16-year-old playing traveling baseball and an infant. So, I mean, his world is... <laughs> right side up and upside down at the same time and uh, i have a seven-year-old so well and then scrabble as an infant so it's not like we can just say yep i will always be there thursday don't yeah. worry about me four of us can make it work yeah. yeah uh scrabble do you have anything else that you want to ask um that was the only question i had on the top of my mind i just kind of jumped in and was listening to peanuts question but um that is that is all i have so i appreciate the answers are you playing in wiffle uh with toberfest um i plan on it as of now yes and for those of you of you who don't know or haven't heard with toberfest is when stash uh the 22nd of october all right so it it I told Hawk that I am interested, but if there is people that want to play that haven't played in it before, they can take my spot. Um, I got prior sure. commitments later that evening, so I would prefer not to be drinking all day. You always have that choice, my friend, to not drink all day, <laughs> even be there. Right, but with Toberfest, I've been known to be <laughs> that guy that brings the drinks. Oh, I did not know stuff. that. Yeah, so... Uh, what was it? My first two years, I think I brought Jello shots for everybody, and then uh, last year I brought apple pie for everybody, and I brought way too nice. much apple pie to the <laughs> point where I still have some in my fridge. Um, well, and- I still have some homemade orange Jello 
from the failed vibes week. <laughs> so uh, if you ever want to get together and swap orange cello and apple pie, we can. <laughs> well, I, I was just about to get say that I just pawned it off on uh, the Mart uh, for letting us use his uh, mm. hotspot for the World Series. So nice, nice. Um, I gave him the rest of that because he he seemed to love it. So um, with, gave it to him. With with Toberfest is I think the only time Mippy and I have been on the same team. I think uh, he and I were on a championship team there a couple of years ago or a few years ago. When's the last time that Mippy has lost with Toberfest? That's the, that's the next um, question. I don't. <laughs> Mippy doesn't lose much, so I, I can't answer. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been a while, I think, since he's lost with Toberfest. But yeah. I'm sure he has some rough things in his life, but I don't want to hear about him because I just want to think good things happen to him, that guy. So. Yeah. All right. Um, I think Peanut had a couple more questions. So, Peanut, if you want to, you are more than welcome to ask your questions. And, and you thought this would be short. Well, I mean, I have a had. ton. So you guys, you guys just cut me off whenever. Yeah, right. we 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 um, have, This is the last episode. This is for the audience. So, have at I'm it. They're, drink, ma- they're mainly questions drink. to put you guys in the spot. So, before oh, we fine. go any farther, Peanut, just let me say that. I'm doing all right because I still have quite a few beers left from that 12 pack that Stash had to buy me for our bet. So. I, I, I will say I have uh, two thirds of a cold beer. Everything else is uh, no, no, never mind. I got a whole bunch of uh, crawlers in there. We're good. There you go. All right, Peanut, the floor is yours. All right. Um. So current year from this past year, uh, favorite uniform. Hardly look at anybody else. It wouldn't be the Mets because I, I just, I in personal life hate the Mets, so it's hard for me to appreciate anything uniform wise by them. You know, I did like the Hops jersey this year or uniform this year. I'm gonna go against the Vibes because they don't wear sleeves and they just can't. I can't sign off on a team that doesn't wear sleeves. Dash, you got anything? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at the teams right now. I don't think you can say the Braves because we, we recycled we, our shirts you, you from last year. You guys are white tees. Oh, we do white t-shirts. We have blue and white. We have we have double shirts. So we switch every seen, other week. I, I don't think I've ever seen you guys in the blue ones. But anyways. Oh, yeah, no, we, we um, do. We have, we have the blue version and the white version. So, and so we'll have I'm, new ones I'm, next year. I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to say our yellow ones that we wore this year for the rubber ducks. I, I, I like the cleanness of it and obviously the rubber ducks myself. So, and then obviously the sleeves were feather. So it was like kind of like the feather of a duck or whatever. Um, other than that, I would have to say the Yankees because I don't know what it is, but pinstripes, I really like pinstripes and the way that the Yankees, even the MLB team, it's just so clean, so simple. I like the clean and simple look. I think sometimes teams go too far with it. And so I, that, that's kind of what why I went with the style that I did with our yellow ones and then why I like the Yankees so much. I think this is a funny question for you to answer given that you told me the reason you have your number 74 is because you think it's the ugliest number. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
that's that's numbers <laughs> that, that's not like the actual style well from it when i was choosing my numbers when i was younger it was always 21 everybody was always 21 um 14 really? yeah um i don't know 21 just looks really good to me 14 always looked good to me um but i kind of grew out of that and eventually just was like what's the ugliest number that I can think of? 74 was at the top of the list, and the second one is 63. And so those are the two numbers that I'm kind of like hooked on right now. But I have, I, I have been 16 since I think my sophomore year of college, which would have been like 2001, 2000, 2001. Um, because uh, a softball team I played on in college um, we actually got to choose our numbers and our names on the back. And I just was a jackass about it. And I chose the name caveman on the back because Chops and I had this joke that uh, Rico Bronia looked like a caveman batting for the Braves one year. And uh, I thought he wore number 16, but I was actually wrong. I think Mark Rosa had it at that time. So I was just wrong. But then I just wrote it out for the last how many years? Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, in like high school baseball, our uniforms were basically numbered by size. Yeah. And so if you were skinny, you were number one. I, and I was, for, I, I was that guy. I was the, sh I was kind of like the smaller skinny guy. And so I got stuck with the lower numbers. Yeah. I was able to wear number 13 for freshman and sophomore year. And then uh, Jake Roseman took number 13. And I think I ended up with number 43, which tells you that I've been about the same size for the last 30 years. <laughs> But I will say, ever since that I've gotten hooked onto the number seventy-four, I've think I've thought that that number has looked so much better. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but it it it's looks so much better. I don't know if it's because it's not actually on my back or what it is, but it. The only player I've noticed wearing it in the major leagues is Kenley Jansen, and that's only because he started pitching for the Braves this year. But he wears seventy-four. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know too many people that willingly wear that number. That's not an offensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think our, his question was even about numbers, but uh, it was uniforms. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was not, but it was that was interesting. <laughs> I'm um, guessing I, do... I didn't get to play with him much, if at all, this year, but uh, I think I missed him. But I'm sure the Mariners, I seem to remember the Mariners tweeting out some pretty cool I... jerseys to start. Like, right. Trent, I... Trent spend some time and he's got it looking pretty nice I, I will say the mariners have the best logo i do that, like that logo that, yeah that, I do. that logo of the ship with the oars and whatnot oh it is the best in the hrl maybe the the best in the country um i i don't know the, he's gone with some weird and wacky things like the bright orange one year not a fan uh See. the blue the blue this year i do like yeah, you got to experiment. Right. I mean, I've got 19 years worth of wiffle ball shirts sitting in a tote in my basement. So I've got all sorts of things from three-quarter sleeves to bubble letters, blue, red, white. Uh, we did black one year, black uniforms one year, dark gray. It's uh, So you got to experiment and try it each year. And right. Each season should have its own you know, memories, right, and take on its own identity. 
depending on if you want to pay for the jerseys or not. But yeah. Yeah, this year we did not want to. So we just made Scrabble <laughs> pay for his own and everyone else has kept their your, the shirts from last year, which was made very obvious by the fact that I had gained 20 pounds again of my <laughs> COVID weight. So like my large shirts no longer made me feel sexy. So yeah. uh, I feel like that's why I only hit 20 home runs this year. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Peanut. That's maybe the best hitting advice I can give you is you got to feel sexy at the plate if you want to hit home runs. Hey, I'm going for homers next year. I did tell Stash this when we were playing video games one time. I said, I'm, I'm getting double digits next year for sure. So, Mark, put me down for that. All right, we will. <laughs> double any other, digits. Any other questions you got for us? Yeah, I got one a little more, a little deeper, but. Yeah, I think this has been brought up before. Um, what are each of your thoughts on starting to – first off, how soon, if you did want to do it, but uh, naming awards off of HRL people instead of just Stye Wiffle or Silver Slugger or Coster, you know, that kind of stuff? I, I mean, think... yeah, I'm not opposed to it, but it, it's just like we'd have to have some specific people in mind and – Maybe we would want them to retire first because uh, it would feel kind of weird having an award named after someone that's still playing, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, you can kind of look at it right now. That, that kind of brings up the whole Hall of Fame thing, too. Like, Dr. Seuss has won 10 Cy Wiffles in 19 years. If he wins this one. If he wins this yeah. one. Um, he won't. Uh, I'm going to win it. <laughs> I just want everyone to be prepared for that. I was amazing this year. I was undefeated, and my ERA was very close to the leader. So um, just be prepared for Sanchez Cy Wiffle. So, yeah, yeah. so so Cy Wiffle, I feel, whenever Dr. Seuss actually does retire, I think we should name it the Dr. Seuss Award or however we want to name it or whatever. Um, the hitting one is a little different. Uh, Let's see why. Yeah, there's a lot of good hitters in the league. I think Yellow Slammer is a perfect name for it, just because we use yellow bats. Um, it makes sense. Other than that, I don't think there's too many other awards where we should name it after certain players. I think Cy Wiffle is the only one that could be considered, unless you have a different answer, Sanchez. But um, no, Cy Wiffle jumps out at me because of. Dr. Seuss's longevity and his success, obviously. Um, I don't know that you ever want to start renaming like an MVP because right. that would just seem, I don't know, over the top. Yellow Slammer, I could maybe see switching the name to like a legacy player. Um, but then there would be a debate between like, I don't know, like five, six, seven guys. Um, right. And, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be the it doesn't have to be the best hitter of all time ever, never going to be approached, but like it, for the era that we name it for. Cause I mean, like, I don't know that you can say Cy Young. It's a Cy Young award, but I don't know that you can say Cy Young is the best pitcher that ever pitched. Yeah. The most right. wins, but also the most losses and like the most innings pitched and all that. It was just a different era, a different time. But see, so I think we could get by naming that one. We could definitely get by, renaming the custard things like that but um yeah 
it's an interesting thought. I'm not opposed to it. Right. And I, I think that kind of brings up to the point where we were talking about end of season awards and where I think you and me were on the same I like mind track of getting rid of Salt of Suck and trying yeah. to come up with a different award for it because it's well, tough to vote for. Like at, at this point, I feel like it's just a gag award. Well, you also have to remember that was nearly 20 years ago when truck brought that idea over and I am not going to be judgmental or don't take this the wrong way. Anyone, but truck also came from a different part of the country where it's a different type of razzing with your guys. Like, you know, we talk about it here where like, Oh, if I give you a hard time, that means I like you. We're buddies. You know, that's like, you've, you've earned your keep. You've earned your way because you know, we only give our friends hard times here. Um, the couple times that we met folks from Massachusetts that came out here that were trucks friends, they all were just like appalled that we weren't calling him fat ass to his face and just being what we would consider rude and rude just over the top and so i think they would not have batted an eye or they didn't bat an eye at this idea of salt of suck and if you won salt of suck it would be a badge of honor like yeah you got to own it you this is what you did and you best be better next year and use that as motivation but i think there's definitely this mindset of different personalities and different viewpoints from across our country because it's so huge right and the Northeast mentality definitely seems a little more brash than the Minnesota nice, where it's a bunch of Lutherans that are being like falling over themselves, trying to be too polite to not hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. But I also remember, I don't, I also don't vote for salt no suck. So, cause I think it's an optional vote. Is it optional? Like, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it became optional like five or six years ago because of that issue where people were having a hard time not wanting to hurt people's feelings. Maybe I've been voting wrong then. (laughs) All right. So disclaimer for everyone out there, if it's not optional, just vote for Sanchez for salt in the sock. Um, (laughs) Well, I have, what about us? I've gotten over in, I've gotten, I have gotten plenty of votes for it in my time. um, Either ironically or not. uh, So I can take it. Uh, Hopkins, you're going to have to get your own scapegoat unless I play over there. <laughs> I think Vlade is the scapegoat <laughs> as of right now. I think that's perfect. Or Kmart. You can give it to Kmart. Give it to me for not hitting it. homers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, do we want to talk about any offseason moves, Sanchez? If not, uh, Scrabble, Peanut, if you don't have anything else. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up if we don't want to talk about off season. Uh, yeah, at this point, it's at this point, it's hard to really think about the off season yet. Cause we haven't announced the winners or all that or really celebrated the championship, but yeah. Right. And I, I know that I uh, know. technically I think the off or free agency is supposed to start tomorrow, Saturday, October 1st. Sorry. Um, it used to be December. Right, it used to be, but a new era, so. Well, yeah, there's, you can see how well people were actually holding to those rules. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've had a conversation with Hawk, 
And I was just like, how does brass even control it? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You just put fake dates out there and it is what it is. Right. So, I mean, um, but anyways, uh, peanut, if you don't have anything else, uh, I think we're just going to wrap it up. Um, Oh, thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the questions for everybody that showed up. Um, it was, they were good conversation starters. Definitely, uh, not what we've really talked about before. So uh, definitely and some new stuff to talk about. Anytime you guys want to have a Hall of Fame conversation without me, you just go right ahead. <laughs> well, I'm I, Hall of Fame out. <laughs> I, I think we, we've had enough. Well, I shouldn't say we had enough, but I, I think it's just a difficult conversation to have just because we're just so quote-unquote new in Hall of Fame years compared to, say, the NBA, the, the, did I say the NBA? Wow. MLB, yeah, NBA. <laughs> NBA, um, the NHL, all those major sports or whatever. Um, so it, it, it's tough when we're relatively new. How many games have you played, Stash? Oh, God. Um, you are at 176 games played in your career. Yeah. The leader of the league is Rocket, who has played 682. So there is a wide difference in the league between guys who've actually been around for a while, like yourself. Like, I consider you a veteran now. You're, you've, you've been around. You, you know all about the league. You know how to play. You know the game inside and out. You've been successful at it. I wouldn't say and, that I know the game inside and out. I had a rule mishap this year that uh, cost me some uh, Twitter drama. With Twitter points? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean, though. Like you, you you get it. Yeah. You get the league and all this. Um, and you're what? 600? No. 500 games behind the leader? Yeah. That's a lot of history between the two. And I don't know how we bridge that history without like... <laughs> I don't even know, putting together HRL books. Hey, yeah. do we need an encyclopedia of certain years? Like, I think we just at some point need to figure out how to move on and move forward with it. And that is what it is. And right. if we missed you in the Hall of Fame, I'm sorry. Um, feel free to come back and let people know how awesome you were. And when I say that, I speak directly to TJ, who I feel like could roll out of bed say you know goodbye to his kids and wife for one night and show up and hit five home runs on a random thursday and people would just be like who is this guy and you're like yeah yeah he's really good yeah yeah so uh moving on from that um i guess we're just going to kind of wrap it up here if you made it this far in the podcast i know this is a lot longer than normal if anybody wants to host a off-season podcast, let Sanchez or I know. We will give you all the tools to it. I think we're going to be taking a break. I I, I had plans for the off-season to do the podcast pretty regularly, but I, I think it's a good idea to take a break. So if you guys want to just sit and chat about wiffle ball, let me know. I will give you all the tools to the um, to be able to produce your own. Uh, to host your own as well. Um, that way we can still have the wiffle ball content throughout the off season, still have a little bit of hype or whatever. So um, 
whatever you guys want, just reach out. Uh, we're more than willing to let it happen. As long as there's a good outline at what you want to talk about, um, we're willing to hand over the keys to the, to the car. Well said. Um, but yeah, I think with that, um, here's to great HRL friends, a mild winter. <laughs> I can't even say good whiffles right now because we don't even have whiffles. So, um, may you dream of whiffles. May you dream of whiffles. I like that. I like that. But all right. Um, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully we can uh, keep it going next year. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm down for season two of the podcast. So as long as you're there. Hey, if you're doing it, I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. Season two. Name now. Season two will commence. Till next year. Have a good off season. <laughs>